0: What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. I'm here with the guys, Kyle Sirik, Stat Matt Robinson, no Jake Galley. He's actually in, in, in the hospital. We we got our world got shaken today. Our, our guy Jake Daly is laid up in a hospital right now. So best wishes to him for a speedy recovery, but we're gonna have to carry the freight for it. Y'all we're getting down to that midway point to of call the call George industry.
1: out with dizziness thing. It's legit. It's yeah, for real.
0: For real. <laughs> We're getting down to the halfway point of the NBA season, which means the all-star break. So we normally come at y'all with the facts, but today we're coming at y'all with more of the opinions. It's going to be based off of facts, but more of the opinions. We're going to take a breather and do the straight facts mid-season awards for the NBA. We got a couple of awards to dive out to, but you know us, it's not cookie cutter. We're not giving you MVP or defensive player of the year or coach of the year. We're giving you our flavor on these mid-season awards. So first to start, I love this one. I, li- I like that we're starting out with this. It's fool's gold. Who y'all think might be good, but when you really break it down, they not really all that. And I, and I want to hit. I don't want to hit this one hard. So Kyle, you go first with your first one, fool's gold. Who's your? Who wins that award for you?
2: Yes, sir. I actually thought about it. Maybe we should start so negative, but you know what? That's I fine. I like talking shit on this shit on player. Some
0: people. Shit on some people.
2: On this player and this team, and that's Jason Tatum, because he's really fool's gold. So... He's an all-star starter. I know he's only there because, obviously, Kevin Durant dropped out. Mm. But, essentially, I know positions are a thing, but that means you're the 11th best player in the league if you're the next man up. Not exactly, but... So, this is a man that is fourth most in field goals attempted per game. So, he's taking all the shots, more than anyone in the league, basically. Mm. But he's only 14th in scoring. So, 44% from the field goal, 37% from three, and only 2.6 win shares all career lows. This is a guy that five win shares was his career low before. And then you look at other stuff. 2.5 turnovers a game. He's had the highest usage rate on the team. This is supposed to be their player, right? Jason Mm -hmm. Tatum. He's the Celtics now. Nope. Doesn't matter. And not to mention, the Celtics are 19 and 17. The worst start in Tatum's career during the season that Jalen Brown is having, you know, his breakout year. His running mate is stepping up. Jalen
1: Brown should have been the all-star starter instead of Tatum.
2: Probably. I'm not even mad about that, but I mean, this is – you know, I was actually really high on him in the playoffs last year. I'm like, Jason Tatum's got this. But all-star starter, and I could – opinion – my opinion would be 20 other guys ahead of him.
0: Right now. Right now, you're probably not wrong. And you know what's really funny? I forget what podcast he was on in the offseason, but it might have been either All the Smoke or No Chill, one of them. But Jason Tatum was talking about there was a lot of guys acting out in the bubble, and I'm starting to think that, you know, they're not really like that. They're just – they're just – popping off because of the bubble. And then he turns in this performance to start the regular NBA season. Now I'm like, so Jason tell you talk about yourself then. Because yeah. that I was with you, man, when, when he was doing his thing in the bubble and he was carrying the Celtics. I was like, Jason Tatum is next up. Like, it was him, Donovan Mitchell, um, and Jamal Murray, all kind of in that same next up tier. And I was yeah. like, Jason Tatum might be the, the forefront of that. And now like, we, we got a lollygag first half of the season from him.
1: Danny Green has been more efficient than Jason Tatum this year. Based on that's him. all you need
0: to know. Ridiculous. Like, right? yeah. Earth, bro, that's, all, that's all you need to and
2: know. I, thanks, Matt. Because, honestly, the reason I put him as full Gold, it was perfect. Because he just got named All-Star Starter. Mm-hmm. And I even, like, shook my head a little bit. Like, the Celtics aren't even great this year. Yeah. And I, I get he's the best player, but Jalen Brown has actually made up for a significant amount of their wins. The games they win are the games Jalen Brown plays well. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean... I think this is the perfect candidate for Fool's gold, but I want to hear what you guys have.
0: No, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, to be honest. Um, and, and you said, like, the, the Celtics, like, are, aren't even great. The Celtics, at that point, when he got named All-Star Starter, they weren't even good. Like, they, they got a couple wins since he got named All-Star Starter. They, they were, like, 6th, 7th in the East at that point when he got named Starter. Everyone was kind of scratching their head. Um, but, no, nah, man, I, I, I completely agree. I just don't see him like carrying the Celtics as they would need your best player to be carrying your team. Kemba Walker has kind of been in and out and not himself. And he's uh, been hurt to too. Kemba. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's been out. Uh, not to, not to start. And I mean, I think it's perfect when you talk about when your running mate is having his breakout season, you, you can't be lackluster. You can't start going on a downturn because then your team goes nowhere. Imagine if Jason Tatum was the same Jason Tatum, not even that we saw in the bubble, but remember like rookie Jason Tatum, taking Braun to seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, remember that, that Jason Tatum? Like, if he was even that, the Celtics would be right where the Sixers and the Nets are at the top of the Eastern Conference, like people were expecting them to be. And when you're the best player and your team is not performing up to par, guess whose fault it is?
2: It's you. Guess who Uh, gets
0: put on the chopper block.
2: The thing for me, too, is your second best player, I know he's having a breakout year, but he's having, like, almost 24 points a game type of Mm -hmm. year, and you're the best player on the team, Uh, allegedly, Jason Tatum is. I agree he is. And you're barely above five hundred, that, that's a tough look. That's a tough look.
0: And it's I don't think I don't think people are talking about this enough. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let Joel Embiid be putting this performance in. Let LeBron be putting this performance in. Let any other Damian Lowe. Let any other top tier player be putting this performance in. It'd be front page news every night when he has a lackluster lackluster performance. Right now he's no worried win.
1: about competing with the Knicks for playoff shooting.
0: Ain't that sad? <laughs> Ain't that tragic? Fool's Gold, Jason Tatum, like, Bull's and gold. I, I do think he has the opportunity to make up for, it. not prove us wrong, because we're right in this moment. Yeah. But he has the opportunity to turn it around. Like we're and already at the All Star break, and they the talent. Yeah, and they're and they're fourth now. They could make it up, but you got to call spade a spade at some point, man. I'm glad you. I'm glad you put it on Fool And Fool's Gold, they are the Celtics, so you know the whole <laughs> leprechaun thing works for them too, Matt fool's gold who's fool's gold for you
1: the portland trailblazers get out of here man
0: stop it i like
1: the portland trailblazers i like lillard i like mccollum i like Mello. but they're really they're fool's gold they're they're what they were last year in my opinion they're an eight seed that has a record too good for them right now they have a negative net rating despite the fact that they're 21 and 24 Uh, i think that usually that means they're going to come back down to earth they really only have Lillard and McCollum as players you can rely on. Nurkic has never been the same since since he's come back from his injury. Melo's fine, but like he can, he's a bench player for a reason. Mm. And I think this is mostly exemplified by the fact that they're last in the NBA in assists per game. And that just shows because they have two really good guards who only can pass to each other Fair in enough. a lot of ways. Like Gary Trent is their third leading scorer. And when you see like a Western Conference where like Golden State, Dallas, I think they're going to overtake them, um, and I think they'll settle in around the eight, maybe even the nine seed for like the playing game, like they were last year. Ooh, as much cold. as I, Ooh. as much as I do like watching the Blazers and they're a fun <laughs> team to root for, because Lillard's staying, he's not trying to join a super team. They're fools
0: gold. I mean, it. I. i I've, I saw this in the script, and and as soon as you started talking, I was ready to get you get you out of here, ready to, to deny it but I mean, then you started speaking a little bit of facts and it's funny because the same things you mentioned were the same things they were doing when they were the eight seed last in yep. the league in assist Gary Trent being among their, uh, you know, among their leading scores. CJ McCollum and Nurkic being out. This is why they were the eight seed and, and buying for a playoff spot in the bubble. And it's the same, you know? So, you know, you might be right. They may come back down to earth, but you, you can't overlook the injuries when it when it comes to the Portland trailblazers, not only CJ McCollum and Nurkic, but Zach Collins as well. That's three of their, potential five starters that have been out for majority of the season. I don't know any team that's their best when three of their top 6-7 players are out. Like that's that's just tough to deal with right there. And then yeah. you got Damian Lillard, like the the one of the one of the great equalizers in the NBA. And I think, you know, although they're 21 and 24, they're winning a lot of these close games cuz come crunch time it's Dame time. Like I, Damian Lillard is is, a, is on a short list in the NBA for me of Get that man the ball when when the game is on the line and get out and get the hell out the way. Like what what play, what set do you see the Blazers run when they're trying to win a game come down the home stretch?
2: Just, like, just shoot clear out.
0: Just Yeah, shoot. Man, it's just and it's from the logo. It's just shoot, step back from the logo or pull up from the logo. Forty yeah. percent of the time it goes in, so they live with it. But Damon Lillard is is one of the equalizers we have in the league. So I, I can't call him fool's gold, man. Like you're right. Like I don't think they're they're as good as people like want them to be, but I don't think you know they're they're a facade. I don't think yeah. that. I, I think the Blazers are gonna stay in that middle pack of the West.
2: I agree too. I actually think this Blazers team got better. I mean, they're twenty one and fourteen right now. They, I mean, I don't think they've really started like that. I, I remember them fighting for an eight seed a lot of the times and then squeaking mm-hmm. into the playoffs. When they made the Western Conference Finals, I bet they started well. Yeah. To- okay. Probably. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? Two, two years, ago? years ago. Two 2018, years ago. Yeah. Twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Yeah. The thing for me is that you hit on is Nurkic. And I don't entirely agree with the Gary Trent point because I think Gary Trent's a bucket. But full
0: clip on it. Great. What I've seen on.
2: from Nurkic this year was honestly very surprising to me. I thought Nurkic was a stud. Not, not like, you know, top three center in the league, but top 10, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Especially what we saw in the bubble last year, especially like coming back from that injury and then first game, putting up numbers, consistently putting up numbers. And I've been really disappointed in his play. The one thing I will... Say about the Blazers is they are a better team. I think Covington's a big piece for them as experience that we could see along the line. But I'm not going to say they're fool's gold. But you are on the sum here, Matt, because 21 and 14 does seem like a little bit of an inflated record from what we've seen from the Blazers this year.
0: Yeah, I I might get down with that. Um, They're they're just not. They got. They're not a deep team. And a part of that is is injuries, but, you know, that's, that's yeah. kind of who the Blazers are. Like, their starting five, that's that's been that way for a little bit, where their starting five is going to carry, you know, most of the weight, most of the freight, and then you take three of those starters out, there's not much left to be, you know, to go towards, except no. Ch-
1: plays like he did in the bubble, gets back to playing like that, they'll prove me wrong. I agree. I, I agree.
0: G- I agree, too. I agree, too. My fools gold is not a team like Matt had a, had a team. Kyle, I'm going the route you went with with player, and mine is Rudy Gobert, man. Like I like, I'm so tired. I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of Rudy Gobert being mentioned amongst the, the league's best on the defensive end, or mentioned amongst the best centers in the NBA. Like it's it's to me, it's it's a huge facade. All you gotta do is look at the All Star draft last night, and neither Durant nor Braun wanted to touch this man, like. LeBron even said on the broadcast, "I want some size," and then took Sabonis over Rudy Gobert. That's that's really all you need to hear. That's all you need to see. Um, but when <laughs> I look at
1: Gobert, it, isn't really an All Star Game kind of player.
0: No, no, he's but uh, to me, he's not even he's not even an elite all around player. Like he's he is a a good defender, and I don't want to take anything away from him on the defensive end. He averages you know two point seven blocks a game. He's second in the league in blocks next to Miles Turner. But Miles Turner is averaging. Over three blocks a game. Have you ever heard anyone called Miles Turner like an all-world defender? Like he doesn't get this, this, th- these accolades, and I think he, maybe he should. But you don't. You shouldn't be, you know, called this great elite defender for being a good help defender for coming over and getting blocks when someone gets beat off the dribble. And every time I watch Rudy Gobert, I see him get dominated against elite center matchups. Like, I, like I don't see him win against Joel Embiid. I don't see him winning against Anthony Davis. I don't see him winning against Jokic. He might beat 80% of the league because 80% of the centers in the league aren't above average centers. Also he has a really
1: when they played the Rockets in the playoffs back to back years and Paul and Harden roasted him on pick and roll switches mm-hmm. and they basically made him unplayable. And this is a guy who's won defensive player of the year multiple times. That is that is cementing if you can if you get played off the floor at any by any team, I don't care how good the players are, you're not the best defender in the league.
0: And I'm sorry, at this point, like, we are five, six years into pick and rolls being, like, the the staple NBA set. If you're still getting roasted off a of pick and roll, then you can't, you can't be the best, like, defender in the league. Like, I don't care yeah. if you're a center and you're not used to being out there. Like, you got to go hit the practice floor and practice some pick and rolls then, my man. Like, remember when Steph made this man do a 360 twice out the <laughs> three-point line? Like, I just, I, I can't with Rudy Gobert, bro. I, I really can't. We I'll just saw
2: Embiid going. actually just straight body him as well in the last game. Like, put him on the floor twice, hit him with up and unders around him.
0: And then put 40 and out. 10 on his head.
2: Yeah, 40 and, like, 19 on
0: yeah, his right. head. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like, if, if, if any of our listeners out there, tweet at us, comment on Instagram, at Straight Facts Pod, If you really think that Rudy Gobert is a dominant, like, defensive center, is, is an upper, you know, upper echelon elite center – I need y'all to comment and tell us why. Like, I I, yeah. need, I need I need evidence because I'm not seeing any. Like, you can go to the the advanced stats all you want. Watch the game of basketball. Rudy Gobert gets – I watched him get put under the basket by, you know, by Jaleel Okafor one time, and then he never recovered. When it
1: mattered most, Game 7 against the Nuggets in the playoffs last year, this is where Defense Player of the Year has got to shine. Jokic goes off for 30 and 14 in a game where the Nuggets only scored 80 points.
2: Yeah, I was – yeah, it's facts. I, I actually, I was surprised to see him as an all-star this year. So surprised. I, I think it was a product of how good the Jazz have been. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to point to a number two. Conley has Mitchell. been better
1: for the Jazz Exactly. Gobert has been. But, and but that's Conley got like, punished,
2: confused, hurt for a little I bit. like James's point here, too, because narrative-wise, the past two or three years has been like, oh, Mitchell and Gobert. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure so it's that anymore.
0: I'm not. I'm, I mean, we talked about the Jazz a couple, of, you know, a couple of times in a couple of different episodes, and we mentioned how, you know, it's not – even just Donovan Mitchell or just Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, like they're they're a, a solid team all the way around, the best "quote unquote" team in the NBA. And when Rudy Gobert got that All Star nod, I was like, can we not? Can can we go somewhere and find another center? Like no, no one no one else in the West can Fair. can go and take that center spot. Like it it was crazy to me. All right, well we'll get a little bit more positive, Kyle, because you said you don't want to start on a negative note. So, so, no.
2: I actually think we should crown these awards. I think we should all vote for someone else's can't vote for yourself okay and that is the fool's gold winner so i'll start and i want james to go second and i want matt to go third
0: okay i make executive decisions i like this go ahead this is
2: gonna work out i'm gonna go rudy gobert i think that's a good fool's gold you can't vote for yourself i think that's a good one
0: okay i mean i'm i'm going jason tatum just because it's it's a little bit better to me than the blazers i think the blazers are a better team than matt's giving them credit for and i completely agree that jason tatum being shaky baby all season long so i'm going to get right. for my vote all right matt who is the oh, i've got i've,
1: I've got a tough choice because i really want to slander both of these people <laughs> <laughs> but i'm right. gonna go with jason tatum jason uh, tatum
0: all right so straight straight and to danny green that's there all i gotta go. say <laughs>
1: straight
0: <laughs> facts winner for fool's gold this season is jason tatum i'm gonna make a graphic out of that put some people on blast that's good all right we ready to get a little bit more positive. Um, yes, the next award is the How Could You Forget About Me Award. Again, player or team. But a couple people and a couple teams have been forgotten about, and I don't think, you know, we think that they shouldn't. So, Matt, you want to go first? How could you forget about me?
1: As Brett Brown once said, James Butler. And his <laughs> name is not James, it's Jimmy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. He has been fantastic this year, and he has been the rock, that keeps the Miami Heat (laughs) afloat, which is a backwards analogy, but whatever. I hear you. Uh, uh, He is dominating when he's played. They're 14-8 when he plays. They're 4-10 when he doesn't. He has a higher win shares per 48 and a higher box plus minus than he did last year when he led them to the finals. And not just, like, compared to himself, he's fifth in the NBA in win shares per 48, and he's seventh in the NBA in box plus minus. He is he's such a unique and fun player because he's a he's a perimeter player who can't shoot threes. Mm-hmm. He's shooting twenty-five percent from threes, but he's so good at finding a way to get to the line, making the smart play, and he doesn't get like twenty-eight points per game, it's twenty points per game, but then he gives great defense and he just a completely unselfish player. And the heat are gonna rock it up the Eastern Conference standings as this season goes on, I think they're probably going to be the four seed. And I can't believe we rode off the heat after a bad start. Just not us, but like basketball media in general, mm-hmm. when they have someone like Jimmy yep. Butler, who is clearly an elite player in the NBA.
0: Yeah. And you talk about that four and 10 without him. The bulk of that was in the beginning of the season when he was dealing with the combination of injuries and the COVID protocol when he was out for a couple of weeks, then he came back and all of a sudden the Miami heat looked different and like, you know, everyone said that, you know, you could understand that coming into this season, if two teams were really tired, that's the Miami heat and the Los Angeles Lakers who both went to the finals. And everyone remembers the picture of Jimmy Butler over like the, over the stanchion on the baseline, just absolutely exhausted. And that doesn't just go away after what a month and a half of a layoff, two months of a layoff. Like it, it still takes you a little bit to get back in the swing of things and Like, that's just the ultimate professional, the the blue-collar player that is Jimmy Butler. I agree, man.
2: Yeah, I I actually agree 100% with this because he did get injured for that long period of time, right? Mm -hmm. Came back end of January. He's played 16 games, four triple doubles, 22 points, eight rebounds. But is what really has put him on the map to me in terms of just like people aren't even talking about this. Almost averaging nine assists since he's been back. There you go. He is doing everything for this team. And I say four triple doubles. He was a rebound short and an assist short of another triple double like three other times. Mm-hmm. I mean, this—he he sparked this heat turnaround. I remember putting it in my big board video. Our team's about to make a leap. And I was like, Jimmy Butler's coming back from injury. And no one, Matt, you're right. No one's talking about this. And how can people forget about Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler and... Arguably, he's having one of the best seasons of his career. Right. I, I know it's early and he missed a bunch of games, but this stretch that he's been on since coming back from injury, if he can sustain this through the All-Star break and, you know, the rest of the season, this might be a career season for Jimmy Butler.
0: Yeah, he's not in, like, the mainstream chatter because the mainstream chatter is, is a lot of novice fans. You got to be, like, yeah. you know, a, 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 you know, a next-level basketball fan to really appreciate what Jimmy Butler brings because when he comes back, Mac talks about it. You know, it's 20 points per game. He's not going to come back and give you 28 to 30. He's not going to come back and, you know, and, and give you like this this crazy offensive performance. Well, he's going to come back and help the Heat in the ways that the, the Heat need help on defense. Someone to facilitate the offense. Someone to, to, to make the extra plays and the extra effort plays. And he comes back and all of a sudden the Heat start winning again. That culture starts getting cemented again. So I guess I can understand or, you know, I can get how, you know, people have quote unquote forgot about him. But you shouldn't because Jimmy Butler is going to make his presence felt more than just points per game. You know what I mean? Kyle, who'd they forget about, man?
2: Man, we've been forgetting about the Denver Nuggets. I know they started slow, but they're very quietly 21 and 15 right now. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it took them 15 games to get over 500, but since then, they've just been rolling. I mean, they're the Western Conference runners up. Can't forget about that. And they're coming into the all-star break on a four-game win streak and six and two in the last eight. I mean, this is a team that, Really, I mean, I'm, it probably surprised a lot of people, but they beat the Clippers in the seven-game series, mm-hmm. and they were really an Anthony Davis game winner away from you know making that series into something crazy. I mean, they what that would have taken a two-one a- lead at that point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, they've only lost to three teams who aren't sitting in a playoff position right now, so it, it's not like they're underperforming. It's, it's like we're winning the games we're supposed to win outside of these three, obviously. And, hey, we're here to play. We, we were Western Conference runners-up. And the thing for me that I really think people have been sleeping on about the Nuggets is they haven't even been healthy. Michael Porter missed a long stretch of time to start the season. Now, Gary Harris and Paul Millsip have been out. And in that little stretch between where Michael Porter Jr. came back and before, I believe, Gary Harris got injured first. But when they were at full strength, they went 5-1. and one. Mm. I, mean, I mean, this is a team that you can't forget about because... Jamal Murray, if you look at his numbers last season at the all-star break, about the same. People saying he fell off, like, oh, like, because last year in the bubble, you're like, oh, he's gonna have a breakout year, right? And he started a little slow. But he didn't really break out until the bubble. This is a dude that gets better over time during the season. And I wouldn't be surprised to see this Nuggets team maybe not do exactly what they did last season. I mean, they they made a tremendous run, but I mean, this is a team that you have to look out for. And even though they're sitting fifth or sixth in the West right now, we know how stacked the Western Conference is. Yeah. And this was a team this was a team that everyone was talking about in the playoffs last year. And we seemingly just forgot about them the first half of the season because they started slow.
1: In the last twelve games, Jamal Murray's averaging twenty eight, five and five on fifty five percent from the field and forty eight percent, forty seven percent from three. Mama he there goes that he coming. He
0: control. you said he coming. Me coming He's
1: coming. Ridiculous. Me coming he has been red hot ever here's since that 21 of 25 50 point game
0: mm-hmm. here's the thing people wanted people were rooting for the nuggets so hard when the season started they were like the darlings of the bubble uh, Jamal Murray was was out there them in the jazz uh, but when you start the season so bad after going to the Western Conference Finals like that you know people are gonna start to move on from you and I think they had the unfortunate coincidence of starting bad and then teams like the Knicks and the, the sons and teams that like, people were like, where are they coming from? Are starting yeah. to take over. So like attention started going elsewhere. And when you start lackluster, your second best player, some some say he's their best player, but their second best player in Jamal Murray started the season, you know, kind of slow and kind of rough. I think that's why people almost forgot about him or turned away from him. I, I, was, agree. I was one person who didn't forget about them, but my attention did go elsewhere. Like there's other stuff popping off in the league and yeah. if Nuggets, if you're not one of them, like I'm, I'm going to look elsewhere. But now I think it's it's time to turn people's attention back towards that back towards that screen. I, I fell into
1: thinking that Jamal Murray uh, just had a great run in the bubble and wasn't that
2: good. And I like that I'm wrong because he's just so fun to watch. He, he is, is fun to watch. Role. And I think just a product of that slow start is in Michael Porter Jr. He only played what mm-hmm. the first four or five games. And then that very game that it came back was the game they got back above 500, yeah. the 15th game. And since then, like, who, who can say this team's been bad since then? No one. No one. No I one. Mean, I mean, I think – they did start slow, but it's going to be maybe even like we see with the Miami Heat right now, like these guys were there last year and mm-hmm. they're coming. They didn't fall off. They didn't forget about last year. So I expect a lot from the Nuggets in the second half of the season.
0: They can be in the fifth, sixth or seventh spot in the West, but I do think the Nuggets are are in a comfortable position for themselves because yep. they're still in a lot of people's rear view out of a lot of people's sight. And, you know, there's 10 less games to work with at the end of the season. So you know, you, you're going to come up on people very quickly. And, you know, we'll see we'll see what the Nuggets want to do. Mine, uh, for you, you forgot about the San Antonio Spurs. Everybody, people forget that uh, Greg Popovich is down there in San Antonio doing things. A lot of people forget that, you know, DeMar DeRozan is still a very good player in this, in this league. Could have been an all-star snub uh, or, or was, in my opinion, an all-star snub. Vegas have the Spurs over-under at 20, 29.5 and 12th in the West. Coming into this season. They're gonna they're gonna shout out that. Fewest turnovers in the NBA, second fewest fouls committed. That's the hallmark of a Greg Popovich team, like a disciplined, sound team, fundamental team. It is just always in that midst, not a not down and out team. Although they didn't make the playoffs last year, they still went to the bubble and were buying for one. So they they weren't completely out of it. And I think, you know, they're they're out of people's radar, but they're in a playoff spot right now, the, you know, around where the nuggets are in the Western Conference standings and like, if there's one person that you shouldn't ever forget about, I don't care what their team looks like, it's a Greg Popovich coach team. Like, don't just don't forget about them, man. Don't don't write off the Spurs just because Tony Parker and Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili aren't there doesn't mean this isn't a team that can't be a good team, can't give people some scares at the right time come playoff time, man. Oh, y'all don't forget about the Spurs now, 100%.
2: And, and um, it's more than just DeMar DeRozan. I mean, they've they've had a huge year with Keldon Johnson. who has been great. But I think what people forgot is because he was hurt and you hadn't seen him play in a while was Deontay Murray. Mm -hmm. Deontay Murray was, before the injury, a really good point guard. Like, up and coming. I'm not saying, you know, superstar level. But in a Greg Popovich-type team where you have a really good point guard and he knows how to coach him, it's going to work out. And, I mean, I know LaMarcus Aldridge has been injured, but this team has persevered. I mean, what what do you expect from a pop team, right? But 18 and 14 going to the all-star break? It actually surprised me when I saw that uh, that Vegas line that you guys put in the script there, because how can you ever think a Pop team is gonna have less than 30 wins?
0: That's crazy, ain't it? Like that, yeah. like stupid. That, that's that's crazy, ain't it? this is a guy who went to the playoffs for for two straight decades. You want to talk about you know they're, they're gonna peg for under under 30 wins with good players? Like it's yeah. not like it's not like they have you know they they cleaned house and they don't have anybody there. Pop isn't there. Like they have solid veterans and Demar Derozan. Um, Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay, Lamarcus Aldridge, and then solid young talent. Dejounte Murray, you talked about Lonnie Walker, who you know a lot of people may not know how good Lonnie Walker is, but the Spurs faithful and everyone who follows the Spurs, they're very high on Lonnie Walker. Yeah, he's,
2: he's starting to get a shot now too, which I love. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm a little biased in being a Lonnie Walker fan just because he's from the area. Maybe yeah. you are too, James. But, same, same uh, same from the Reading area, he's really hit a stride lately. And what I just saw, and I know we talked about the Suns and the Jazz last episode and mm-hmm. like oh they have six or seven players in double figures the spurs have eight ridiculous, ridiculous. how they're moving this ball Derek white has been hurt for a while but you still count it he's played enough games to count it and it's oh. it, it, it's it's ridiculous it, it's what you expect from a pop coach basketball team
0: hey man don't forget about them all right time to vote who's who's our who's our don't forget about me kyle your vote counts first go ahead
2: my vote counts first uh i mean I still got love for my man, Jimmy Buckets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wish he could have stayed in Philly. And Matt made a great point. And looking back at it, the fact that he's almost at, you know, nine assists on the year is ridiculous, given that his that. previous career high, his previous career high was six. He had one season in the fives, and he's been a career 4.5 assists per game guy. Mm-hmm. So he's really taking that next step. And Matt's right. No one's talking about him. He's, he's really, how could you forget about him? But I, I think we're going to start remembering soon. Yes, sir.
1: Denver yeah. Nuggets is my vote. Uh, they're, get, they're if they keep winning Jokic is going to have a good argument against Embiid for MVP and I don't like that. Yeah, but that's it yeah, is the Denver Nuggets.
0: That's true. Little tangent before I vote. I don't know why the narrative is still who's your MVP and not Joel Embiid as MVP front runner who could take it from him.
2: Yeah. Just a little you know different. you know you know they like to have LeBron in the conversation at all I
0: times. But but okay, but even when LeBron was in the conversation before, we've had years where it's his Steph's award to lose, LeBron could take it. This is Giannis's yeah. award to lose, LeBron could take it. To me, a guy is averaging 30 30 right. and yeah. 10 on 50% from the field and 40 from 3 and his team is number 1 in the Eastern Conference. He should be MVP frontrunner, but I'll I'll, I'll leave yes. that I'll leave that for another time. Um my vote is is Jimmy Butler that you can't can't forget about him because so yeah. like I think it's more egregious to forget about Jimmy Butler than to have turned your attention from the Denver Nuggets because don't forget about Jimmy Butler man like I don't know how many times that man has to prove himself that he is not to be forgotten about in the NBA circuit so I
2: agree I know you got no vote stands but I like the Spurs in this argument too I think mm-hmm. we had a pretty good you know just pretty good nominations here
0: I I, I agree thank you for making me feel better about my nomination man Underage uh,
1: Jimmy anyway. Butler thing from 2005 to now Minnesota Timberwolves have made the playoffs once, and it was when they
2: had Jimmy Butler. <laughs> and now <laughs> they're, the worst, they're the worst team not in the league the worst team in
0: the league. Not, no coincidence. Real quick, my fool's gold almost was Anthony Edwards. And I've, I've defended Anthony uh, Edwards a lot, but, like, as the first pick, they just didn't improve at all. But I know a lot of that's not having cat, so I'm glad it ain't going there.
2: But. I feel like a lot of that is also, in terms of you picking him, is just how good LaMelo's been. Because yeah. Anthony Edwards has been fine. I mean, And we've we seen, like,
1: when people come into league at nineteen, we see people like take three, four years to get like really good. Yeah, you were like Brandon Ingram wasn't anybody until his last year in LA. And That's until true. he was like twenty two. So you you it's really hard to like unless you're faulty forgets how to shoot. But if you're like building into your body and learning how to play in the NBA, you could have a really rough first, second year, but and it isn't until like year three or four I don't you think start to emerge.
2: And I don't think anyone would argue that Anthony Edwards is a fo- top five rookie in the year this year, mm-hmm. or in the league this year. Possibly top three. Not I mean Top
0: three: it's him, Lamelo, and, and Halliburton for me.
2: I, w- I would agree. Yep. Sadiq Bey has actually been crazy too, but I can't put him in there yet.
0: Not yet. Not yet. He had a, he had a good he had a good uh, a good stretch. All right. Last one. Biggest surprise of the first half. This this NBA season's been weird, topsy turvy to say the absolute least. Um, so there's been a lot of surprises, both good and bad. Kyle, just like we did with the first two, we'll start with you. Uh, who's your biggest surprise?
2: I, you know, it's tough because I recognize the talent, but the level that he's playing at right now, it has to be Zach Levine. Mm. I mean, he's almost at 29 points a game, which is ridiculous. And I know the Bulls are sitting ninth place in the East, but that roster isn't much, and they were in a playoff position basically the whole year until, like, last week. Right. The, I, I mean, the things with Zach Levine is he's career highs in basically everything. I mentioned the points. He's also shooting 53% from the field goal range and 44% from three, which is ridiculous because this is a guy that's never shot over 40% in his career. Also has career highs and rebounds and assists. And what you can't forget is, you know, you think Zach Levine and Hey, this guy gets injured, right? He's played every single game this season. I think a lot of people expected the bulls to be pretty bad this year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's really motivated this roster, and we've seen flashes of it in his career. But he's been that guy this year. That's every single night is going to be that dude. Yeah, and, and I really like the way Zach Levine's playing.
0: I like I like everything that you just said. I love that he got the All Star nod this year. I'm glad he didn't yep. get put into like Devin Booker territory, where it, like he keeps having good season after good season after good season before he gets an All Star nod. Like he got it when when he deserved it. And I think the the biggest surprise for me for Zach Levine, and it's a good one. He went from you know. Role player in Minnesota to hit man, the end of his you know tenure in Minnesota slash beginning of his tenure in Chicago to oh he's a really good role player he's gonna be a very good piece on a title team to now he's a person you could build around like I didn't think like no one yep. thought of Zach Lavine as the centerpiece of a good team until now and I think that's the biggest surprise to me you were talking about 29 points and then career highs of everything else. Like, that that's a person who is, is rounding their game out, and you can build around. And as Matt just
2: said about these dudes that come into the league early, I think Levine came in at, like, 20 years old, maybe mm-hmm. even 19.
0: He's only 25. Yeah, he and have improved
2: year after year. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just one of the biggest surprises to me of the season was how good he's been. Yeah. I knew he was a good player, but, I mean, even with Laurie marketing missing probably over half of the season, he is the Bulls contending for a playoff spot.
0: Yeah. It's not just that everyone, you said it to start, everyone knows Zach Levine has talent, but like mm-hmm. this well-rounded game, he's not scoring, you know, 30 points a game with two rebounds and three assists a game. Like he's improving in every area of his game and just being a better teammate too. Like he was a little hotheadish last year, clashed with the, the Bulls coaching in front office and everyone thought he might be on his way out because of it. Has stayed, has really sewed up, you know, that, that chemistry with his team and his coaching in his front office. And Zach Levine got it right now. I I, I love it. Matt, who's been your biggest surprise?
1: A combination of the New York Knickerbockers and Julius Randle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you got to. The Knicks
1: were... Their Vegas over-under was tied for the worst in the NBA at 22 and a half. As it should have been. Yeah. As it should have been. And Julius Randle has turned into, like, this... Like, Zach Randolph, like, kind of player out of nowhere. Like, he was fine, but... The five and a half assists, he's shooting 40% from three. And then you have like players like Emmanuel quickly coming along as a rookie. Best free throw percentage in NBA history, um, that's 94%. And I know oh, I, they're over 500, which is a godsend. They're about to pass their Vegas over <laughs> under because they only need four more wins. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's nice that New York basketball fans, because they really are passionate basketball fans, have some fun basketball to watch this year
0: yeah that, that's good for them
1: and they're they're definitely a fun feel-good story team like Nerlens Noel is having a bounce back year RJ Barrett's starting to come along Mitchell Robinson has been crazy efficient mm-hmm. like stupidly crazy efficient um and I, I love I love this story for the Eastern Conference and the New York Knicks.
0: Got got to another team we touched on. what, last week, two weeks ago, last week, last yeah, last week was was the Knicks. I mean, I don't want to just reiterate myself from a from an episode ago, but I mean, who who saw the Knicks in the fifth spot in the West or in the East going to the All Star break? Like who, like who? No, not exact. a not a person. And,
2: and you said something last week that I will reiterate you. This team just coming out and hooping. Just they're just cooking. having fun playing basketball. I mean, Alec Burks might give you 25 a night. Alfred Payton's had some big games. They got Derrick Rose now. We saw what quickly is done. I mean, they're just having fun out there.
0: And and you know what's a surprise, man? That their coach is Tibbs and they're doing that. Like, yeah. Tom Thibodeau was supposed to be known as this ruling with an iron fist kind of guy. Like, you know, he's he's you know very regimented. If you're not trying as hard as you possibly can every second on defense, you're coming out the game. And for Tibbs to let... A young team go out there and just hoop like just just go out there and play I And he's doing big
2: and, and he's doing a great job because what they're doing best and I think a reason they're getting a lot of wins without this you know big team identity and how we're gonna play is their defense and that's mm-hmm. what Tibbs does and I, I really like the hiring by that I was surprised Tibbs was out of the league for what was it two or three years yeah and to come back to a Knicks organization like this he might have that shot for a long time, but the Knicks can get a lot better going forward now that they're playing well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Tibbs went to the broadcast booth the year after he, he got let go and was like, "This not, I need to be back it's on the sideline. It's not for me. I need to be back Jawan side. Howard. Yeah, I need to be back on the sideline quick. My biggest surprise, and you tried to get me to apologize to them last week, and now I got to absolutely do it. It's, it's with the Phoenix Suns led by my favorite player, Chris Ball, and obviously first-time All-Star or second-time All-Star Devin Booker. Um, but man, like it's funny because you you tried to get me to apologize. I said no last week because I said I wanted a ring. And then Kyle, the minute we got off this this podcast last week, they go on, you know, a, a crazy one run, they win, and then now are second in the West. So, I love it. And and <laughs> I'm talking about contention or, or do we really think that, you know, a fourth seed in the West is gonna contend? You think a second seed in the West is gonna contend? Like that's that's where they're sitting right now, and just not slowing down by any means. CP, uh, Monty Williams, Devin Booker, everybody in the Suns. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry for doubting. Here's my formal apology. I cannot believe I doubted my 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 favorite player. And then I look at kind of where Chris Paul was last year and where he is this year. I mean, you think. Shay Gilders Alexander last year, upgrade button, Devin Booker. Steven Adams last year, upgrade button, DeAndre Ayton. Like he's he has like these these pieces that he had last year, but just a little bit better. And no surprise, his team is a little bit better. Billy Donovan, upgrade button, Monty Williams. Williams. You know, they're just a little bit better. I'm not sure if the league is so surprised or if the NBA world in, in general is so surprised. I'm very surprised. I knew yeah. they were going to be a good team. I didn't think they'd be sitting on the heels of the Jazz right now going into the All-Star. Break. Hey,
2: me and, so uh, me and Matt and Jay gave them all the praise. Good, and, good. and I'm still surprised. The <laughs> fact that they're the two seed right now is ridiculous. You mentioned Monty Williams. That was the one that got away from me with the Sixers. But now that we have Doc Rivers and we're first place, I'm not even mad about it. I'm rooting mm-hmm. for the Suns team. I'm rooting for you. I'm, I'm a little bit of a Chris Paul hater, but just because, you know, it's fun to be. But I I, I really like this team, and they got Cam Johnson, who played for Pitt. So. There
0: you go. Oh, first of all, first of all, timeout. Timeout. That's news to me. You're we don't Chris, want to get into this. We're a Chris Paul hater. Bro, we've been doing this. We've been doing this podcast. You've been on this podcast since the beginning of the summertime of last year, and uh, this is my James, first time I'm, hearing I'm that gonna
2: you. are was... go I'm going to make you mad. I'm going to make you mad if I do it.
0: It's just going to eat at me, bro. If I don't know, it's going to – if I don't know why, it's going to eat at me. Why are you a I do
2: Chris
1: I, I love that Montu Williams and Chris Paul
2: have reunited. I'm, I yeah, I'm like very that. happy that happened. I'm I do like James. Okay, so for do anyone it. listening right now who's not, you know, accustomed to hearing our voices or maybe hasn't seen us before at the mm-hmm. Straight Facts podcast, James is a huge Chris Paul fan. Mm-hmm. Whole career. Mm-hmm. I, I would say James is more invested in Chris Paul's career than any other team. That's who we root for, whoever yes, Chris Paul's on. Yeah. Yes, sir. The issue I have with Chris Paul, and I'm going to make you mad, I, I fully have said this that's, three that's times, fine. I'm Go warning ahead. you, Okay. It's I I, I don't, I, I respect the game, but the legacy-wise, I don't hold him as high as other people do, because he, to me, he's not a winner. How it, can it, I cannot believe tough. you
0: said that to me just now.
2: I know, James, and I've held this point, honestly, for three <laughs> or four years now, those Clippers teams let me down, I was a huge fan, I, I know it's been situationally based, I know we could have went with Kobe, the NBA shut it down, but. To me, it's it's tough to respect the legacy when people tell me this is a top three point guard of all time. When when I've no never one's seen him win top three point guard. Of all I've time. heard it though. I've I've heard it. Shit,
0: I won't shoot it down. I won't shoot it down. Come on now. Where do you okay? Where do you put him in all time point guard rankings? And who's ahead of him? Because that's what's gonna make not where he is, but who you have ahead of him is what's gonna make me mad. That's
1: hard I to think. Regardless, exactly
2: Magic, Stockton, Oscar are Un- Talked about. I'm mm-hmm. probably forgetting three.
1: Like he, Chris Paul deserves to be in the Stockton zone because Stockton, Stockton wasn't even the best player on this Jazz team.
0: What, ringless two. Ringless two. I know he went to the finals. I he went to the finals, right? All right, he can be the Had a three-two
1: lead on the KD Warriors and Harden. Chris hard Harden a three two lead on the KD Warriors and, then- and if CP oh, and that's his beat. biggest shot the
0: yeah but he, that he, he doesn't, doesn't get hurt they win that they win that series in six and, they do not even and, go seven and, if he doesn't get hurt
2: and that's the one series that I'm cool with but then you think like I mean <laughs> don't bring Isaiah up. Thomas Steph you know? Curry I mean there's so many other out there that Curry I don't know
1: Curry's like a Point guard slash shooting guard. Sorry, I, I, I
0: respect he's like West. Because he's 6'2". Because he's 6'2". If, if it, Steph Curry was, was bigger, he wouldn't play the point guard position.
1: So he's I, like I, Jerry okay. West is like a hybrid point shooting guard as well. If you I include respect. West and Curry, it's easy to just say Magic West and Curry are better than Paul. So. Yeah.
2: What, what are your opinions about Tony Parker.
1: He's better than Tony Parker.
0: If you try to like like that yeah, was what I'm really saying though. Than Tony and, that's who I and, was in my mind when I said it's going to make me mad. Who you have above him? Literally, Tony Parker. Don't, in my mind. No,
2: I don't. What I was going to say is the conversation and Matt, but Stockton in that conversation for me, which is right, is that's the conversation I've having man, with the Tony Parkers and the the John Stocktons. And hey, James, no. I like no. Paul as a player. Like Paul is the best
1: of, in my opinion, the
2: best of the Stockton Nash Iverson group sure but he's in that group and i think i think gary payton might be in that group and i think i'm serious i'm gary payton's
1: in that group but not as good as paul i'm playing with him right now Sure, but it's in the
2: group and i don't put him okay so to rest my case and i guess the point i've been trying to make this whole time is i don't put him in the top tier of nba point guards ever and a lot of people do and i respect this game but to me, with those Clippers teams, you had to get it done at least once, man. It was so hard for it, because every year going into the playoffs, I'm like, this is the best team in the West. And they sure. never even got there, dude. I mean, it's okay. tough.
0: And here, here's the thing. Here's why I understand. While it's egregious what, uh, what you just said, I understand that you have a little bit of hurt, for a little bit of you know a PTSD from those Clippers teams because I get it man I was there. Yeah, you I was were hurt. there too. I was yeah. hurt when we blew a 3-1 lead to the, to the Rockets, you know, in, in, and I'm not going to lie. Dude, the Sixers
2: were so bad then. That was the team I rooted for because come playoff time the Sixers were never there.
0: Right, right. And you know that that was our year. The year we blew the 3, the 3-1 lead. That was the year and everyone yep. knew it. When that when when we lost that lead and go back to the, to the Doc Rivers press conference after that game. He knew it. Like, that, that was it. We don't, we don't get that this opportunity team, again. It's
1: gone. It was so tired after the San Antonio series and Paul was playing on half a yeah. the hamstring. They didn't have the depth. I actually think 2014 could have been a better chance because they had that game in Game 5 over OKC. And I think the three best teams in the NBA in 2014 were the Spurs, Thunder, and Clippers. And because people forget the Thunder put that Spurs team to six and they lost game six on, like, a really close overtime game. I think 2014, because I still think the Warriors win the title in 2015. They beat them in 15 if they play. Yeah.
0: Tony Parker. He tried to put him in Tony Parker category. I'm saying
2: that's in the tier, dude.
0: That's crazy. It's
2: tough. Hey, and I, I respect this game. To me, the lack of winning anything meaningful is hard for me to get back.
0: All-Star Game MVP don't do it for you? No. It doesn't do it for <laughs> for I'm the only one here. who gives a
2: shit about this,
1: but he was the starting point guard on back-to-back gold medal teams.
0: Gold medals!
2: Yeah, okay. You, yep, give me you one of that. Give me, you me one. Have that. I, I, I might take
0: MVP over it. Right, 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 right. On, on the A&MD A&MD gold medals, it's so fucking
1: hard to be an Olympic gold medal as an NBA player because it's so fucking hard to get picked for that team. Yeah, you got to be you got to be
0: amongst the top, you know, top 12 to 15 in Tyson the league.
1: Chandler's the luckiest man ever because he was there when there was a giant center drought, yeah, but, and white was hurt. I'm not,
0: he got a gold medal, it's
1: so hard to be on that team when the gold medal. Especially and that, and that, in 2008 and 2012, 2016, yeah. a bunch of people opted
2: out. And I think you understand this, James. I'm not a Chris Paul hater in the fact that I want him to lose. Mm-hmm. I root for Chris Paul. It, it's just, it's tough for me to, you know, see him in the public perception that, you know, probably the perception of most people that think about the NBA to, to where he is at all times.
0: Yeah. And, moving and he's, I'm just moving. Here's, here's the thing is, like, I don't, I don't think you're a hater. Because if you were a hater, you'd be rooting against him. You wouldn't want him yeah. to succeed. You wouldn't like when he did. You'd be calling him an average point guard right now, which you're not. True. I don't know what you are. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know what the word to put because you're not a. It's not like a realist because you are like a little bit like on the negative side of his career. Um, but you're not a hater, so. I won't get too down bad. But maybe I'm
2: maybe I'm a hater more to the public perception of him than right, him right. as a player.
0: All right, all right, I get it. You're not you're not a Chris Paul hater. I don't know what to call you, but you're not a hater. I I understand. I can understand where you're coming from. But let's before we move on, let's get to the votes. Votes for the straight facts. Biggest surprise of the year, Kyle. You're going first. Who's got your vote?
2: This is a tough one because both the Suns and Knicks have been huge surprises for me. Um, I want to say, because I knew the Suns would be a playoff team, right? Mm -hmm. But they are a higher seed than the Knicks. And the Knicks, I were not expecting to make the playoffs at all. But I'm still going to say the Suns because how impressive it is to be the two seed in the West right now.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, I I think that this team is outperforming all expectations. I knew they could, you know, compete. I was thinking maybe five or six seeds. But the way they're playing right now, especially the way they're going into the all-star break, I think the Suns would be the biggest surprise to the first half of the NBA season. Yeah,
0: going from, oh, they're pretty good to legit contenders is, is a big surprise. Matt, who's got your vote?
1: Phoenix Suns. All right. I love the Suns yeah. this year. I it's love it like them. They're so like, fun yeah. to watch. I'm rooting for them to win the West, even though the Lakers will.
2: But, that's all right, James, that's who, crazy. Who gets the consolation
0: prize? Who gets the you know? consolation prize? I mean, it's the Knicks because um dude, that that's the biggest surprise to me because I did not expect the Knicks to be anywhere near relevant. Like I thought they were gonna have another down and out year. I knew they were gonna to start to improve because of you know, Leon Rose, World Wide West, Tibbs, like their their management was starting to get better. But I didn't still didn't think their on-court product was gonna be this good. Not so far this season. I didn't think Julius Randle was gonna be this breakout. I didn't think they were gonna get D. Rose. I didn't think, you know what I mean? All the combination of what the Knicks are doing to me is a bigger surprise than the Suns being a two-seed, because I knew the Suns were gonna be in the playoffs was Zach Levine having this big of a year because I knew Zach Levine had all-star potential. I didn't even think the Knicks yeah. had this potential, so the Knicks get my consolation prize, but we'll go down with the Phoenix Suns. I'm okay with that as the yeah, biggest I surprise mean, of the first half.
2: I mean, we all won one. At least, yeah. you know, the nominations you brought to the table, but I think we had some good ones, so that yeah. is it. Biggest surprise of the year. Phoenix Suns for us here at Straight Facts, and let's move into the countdown. So let's start with number five.
0: Number five is the number of 40 point and 10 rebound games Joel Embiid has this season for reference. The rest of the NBA only has four. So I I went on a little bit of a tangent. I'll resume that tangent right now. I really don't understand how this isn't Joel Embiid front runner and everybody else is trying to catch up to him. He's still in the midst of an MVP conversation with LeBron and Jokic, both having great seasons. But to me, he has the best numbers and is, and is the only one of those team or only, only one of those candidates who's you know, sitting with the number one team in their conference. That's
2: yeah, not I, I, I agree with you. I, and I could see a scenario where after the All-Star break is done and we resume play to where that is where people think. I mean, yeah. you saw how Joel went into the All-Star break. And I can see the narrative flip, but that's a fact. He, he should, and I really never thought about this, but you're right. He should be widely considered the favorite right now. He's not. All right, let's go to number four. The number of franchises Chris Paul has
1: made the all-star team with, that is the New Orleans Hornets, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, the OKC Thunder, and the Phoenix Suns. Also, I don't know if he made it as one, but I find it kind of funny that he was on the... Hornets when they were in Oklahoma City because of Katrina so like yeah. he actually kind of had three years in Katrina um, and that only him Shaq and Moses Malone have done that for different teams all-star game man, man that's,
2: that's great that's crazy debate. ain't
0: it Kyle yeah that's, yeah, that's I did, crazy yeah, I, ain't Kyle. Say,
2: I did not know we were getting a Chris <laughs> Paul debate when I put this into the script or I would have found another number four but that's that, 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 that is crazy LeBron's on three there's a couple guys that have done three but four is tough yeah. I mean, tongue. you go to that many teams and you're that dominant on all those teams, that's that's impressive.
0: I think it's crazy that the team that he had his most success with, like in terms of the farthest they went, was the only team he didn't go to an All-Star game with. That's the Rockets.
2: The Rockets, facts. Right. He was only there for a little bit, though. Right. All right, let's go to number three.
0: The number of All-NBA selections from last season who are not on All-Stars this year, or who are not All-Stars this year, Russell Westbrook, Pascal Siakam, and that man, James Butler. I think Jimmy <laughs> Butler is the only one who gets like the pass because of how much he was out. When you talk about a decline, Russell Westbrook quietly is still averaging like 20, 10, and 10. But Pascal he is he's exactly
1: wildly inefficient. Wildly
0: inefficient. And yes. you can tell it's not, it's not the same Russell Westbrook that we're used to seeing. You talk about not the same. I need an yeah, ADP out on Pasco Siakam. Where that man at? This I not.
2: I never understood it when he was like all star selection, or all NBA selection last year. He was a starter he,
0: star he, star last year. He, he, he tailed off towards on. the
2: end of the year. He shouldn't have been all NBA. Yeah, I get I, why he was an all star player. I've last never year. been high on Pascal. He started the breakout with Kawhi. They won a championship. Great. You don't win that championship without Kawhi. I mean, no one would argue that, but even last year when he was the guy, I mean, Van Vliet had a great year. Mm-hmm. Lowry had a great year, and what? They were a second round knockout. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't get it last year. I'm not surprised to see he regressed but the level we're seeing Pascal out is a, or Pascal playing at is a little surprising because, you know, he's capable of much more. Let's go to number two. The number of future Hall of Famers the Texans
1: have lost to the Cardinals over the past two years. Mm. First Hopkins, now Watt. If I was a Texans fan, I'd really be in depression right now. I wouldn't be right anymore, now. yeah. If because, if like, like Watson be doesn't want to stay. It's incredible how much they screwed up so much talent. Everything. They were up twenty-four nothing on the team that won the Super Bowl in the second round, Lord. and ev- and it went downhill. In me- <laughs> it wasn't even downhill; it was a cliff. Yeah. It was yeah. just an immediate
2: cliff. Yeah. It might be. Uh, it might be time to get Jacob Martin back on the show. We have Yeah, because uh, I, I need. I need
0: to hear what's. I need to hear we what's we going on.
2: The hop tray last time, and uh, now you're losing the other two core pieces of your team, possibly with the Sean Watson and J.J. Watt. So
0: what's What's crazy to me is a lot of people pointed to, you know, the the reasons why the Texans were having these problems as a Bill O'Brien reason. And now, after even after Bill O'Brien's gone, it's still a shit show. You lose J.J. Watt, and now Deshaun Watson has literally—he can't say it any louder. I'm not playing for Houston. And what's their response? We're not trading him. You just—you just—he's just not gonna play. Like you're just not gonna have a quarterback. You gotta at least try and get something for him if he's not gonna play for you, and they should refuse to. Man, yeah,
2: it's there terrible. is there's issues in that organization wasn't it their owner that called them inmates was that the texans yeah yeah yes yeah. Yep. Yeah. So right after the
0: panthers owner did some dumb shit
2: yeah there's a lot of a lot of issues in the texans organization there but let's let's move to number one and i love this one
0: <laughs> number one is a number of nfl players that were almost 100 percent certain they saw a ufo pla- uh, this past week if you're calling cowherd um and, and to directly quote him I don't want my quarterbacks talking about they saw a ufo I don't think Tom Brady's ever saw an alien Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees ever saw an alien but Baker Mayfield, stop it man <laughs> Baker went out in Austin Baker had a, had a couple crowned gingers looked up in the sky and thought he saw a ufo what's wrong with it like what's, oh, what's I, wrong with that
2: I thought it was hilarious so the best part of this for me is uh his wife said the same thing oh no we saw it we saw it and uh I actually was watching the Coward thing live because my roommates, for some reason, only watch Colin Coward. Like, noon, if you go downstairs in my apartment, it's Colin Coward from noon to three. That's weird. So, I'm not I, that's, that's It's weird. It's but <laughs> I don't know. they don't like first takes. So I like just got to say,
1: the Pentagon admits that they have a UFO program where they look at flying, like, they look at things in the sky that they don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. So, like, of course. That doesn't mean it a UFO means unidentified like flying, flying objects. Object, it doesn't right. mean it's like aliens are here. UFOs absolutely exist. Mm-hmm. They're just military spy shit. <laughs> I, I just
2: I just love the, the story behind this. Baker Mayfield just yeah, I saw a UFO. I'm pretty sure if we if I was doing this past week, this week it hundred percent would have been, been the funniest that. moment of the week. But
0: that's, yeah. that's funny. And if you're if you're Baker, like to Colin Cowherd, like you can't do anything right. There's nothing He's coming off The best season of his career The Browns have a breakout year and He Colin won Coward a playoff his...
2: game With the Browns Yeah and, and, and is...
0: Colin Cowherd Got nothing good to say about him They had a game
2: relationship Cowherd talks about him For a little bit But then the quickest thing Like you saw UFL Couldn't have been yeah. Brady Dan Marino never saw one
0: <laughs> Rent free in Colin Cowherd's head man Rent free Alright We're almost out of time For this episode of Straight Facts We can get some shots about the buzzer As we always do Who wanna go first Colin got something to say At the buzzer
2: I, I don't have much to say At the buzzer Um I'm just excited for March Madness, man. I I mean, we missed it last year. I see a lot of competitiveness in college basketball this year. And to be honest, I forgot about the thrill of making a bracket. And you can't even make a bracket yet, but I've been thinking about my bracket. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm very excited to get back into college basketball. And it's going to be a day back this year, I think. It's yeah. gonna be weird. They're doing like Friday through Monday for a weekend, but I—I uh, I mean, well, oh, I'll take anything I get. I was get. thinking about it the other day, and you really look at you know sports. What are the big events of the year? And obviously, like Super Bowl. Um, and honestly, to most people, the general public, I would argue March Madness, Madness is like the is second the next, one yeah, on years next. you don't have like the World Cup or you know because it's such a long so, event. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like you know, people don't care about you know the World Series maybe the nba championship some people don't care but march madness you have people that Everything don't know cares, anything about they'll get your grandma brackets. to fill out a bracket That's, that yeah. was both yeah, yeah, just yeah. made the
0: point i was going to make
2: maybe i'm throwing it in here cuz i don't have much to say at the buzzer but you get your I grandma in, putting michigan state in the
1: final 4 because her son went there and, exactly. or, or, and or like getting a one so you. My son didn't get into UNC, so they're going to lose to the 16th. Or you get the ones that,
2: you know, <laughs> I like the mascot. I like yeah. the colors. And it's
0: those good. be the shits that win. Those be the yeah, shits no. that win. That That's yeah. that's what makes me mad. All right. Well, let's announce it now. We're going to bring back the Straight Facts uh, March Madness tournament, just like we did two years ago, the last time they had it. Our very own stat, Matt, won it. Um, so I need someone to take him off off the throne. I'm going to be the one to do that. I'm going to the, I'm
2: gonna be the one to do that
1: all right, all right. <laughs> Matt, The UVA we... team gave me heart attacks But it won me the breath. James is going to pull,
2: James is gonna pull the, the classic Villanova Where you put them like two rounds too far mm-hmm. And then they, they just lose in like the second or, round Or
0: or the other way Kyle Or the classic Nova thing where I don't want to Overvalue them so I have them losing in the Sweet 16 And they blow out everyone in the freaking tournament And they
2: win back to back Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Matt what you got to say at the buzzer Uh, some
1: uplifting news, we're incredibly ahead of pace in vaccinating people in this country. We're up to like two mil a day when we were shooting for one mil a day. They thought we wouldn't have enough vaccines available to everyone until July. We have it. That's where it's expected to have enough vaccines for every single adult by May. And I'm just saying, when everyone gets a vaccine, we got to have like a collective country party just everyone in the world i want to i i think the i think the going out scene is going to be kick-ass once this is over because everyone's going to be so desperate mm-hmm. i think the bars are I going agree. to be fun i think it's going to be everyone's just going to be happy to have community activities
0: there go matt uh, we, we we get we, we can get actually gonna...
1: hope and like look to the future and see happiness right.
0: Here go Matt. We get done a pandemic. He wants everyone to go outside and, and get sick again. He wants a new one to come. <laughs> no, I said after, after the vaccine, <laughs> look, look, there's a new one. That, this is for me. It's forever changed going out in public. I don't like people staying too close to me anymore. Like I'll, I'll go out to a bar. I'll go out to a sporting event. Whatever, but keep your distance. We we will still say <laughs> six feet apart. I don't know it'll what be, I don't know what be disease long. you've
2: been. It'll be a long integration period. I can already feel it. Just in public yeah. now, just walking down the street, like, oh, you're too close. I like, watch right, TV yeah. and
1: I see like people like going through a group and I'm and, like, my brain's like COVID. And I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, I three years ago, they got ago.
0: commercials where people are wearing masks now. Like it's 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 <laughs> just normal. Like stay 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 away. Um all I got to say at the buzzer, Kyle, you brought up March Madness and you brought it up in a happy sense. I'm bringing it up in a sad sense. You can see the board behind me. That man, Colin Gillespie, starting point guard for Nova, tore his MCL last night or two nights ago um, on his senior night, which is even more devastating, um, and is out for the rest of the season. Luckily, he does have an extra year of eligibility. People forgot the NCAA gave everybody an extra year eligibility because of COVID last year but it may not even matter. Uh, we know it, it's very hard to come back from a, a knee injury like that. Um, so the first thing I want to say is, is, prayers up to Colin, I just wish for a speedy recovery, hope that everything is good and maybe he can continue some basketball career after it's done. But now the selfish part comes of it is, damn, there goes our title run. Like sure. before this, Kyle, you're right. Nova might have Nova might've been in that final four for me. And then now I still think we win the big East. Just because we have such a hold on the Big East, we, we destroyed Creighton even after he went down. But I just, I don't, I don't know. Because March Madness is such a guard, a guard run tournament. And Colin Gillespie is very good at defending the best guard on the other team. I don't, we don't have that anymore. We, that, we lost the heartbeat of Nova. That's, that's, that's tough. tough.
2: That's definitely tough. That that hurts me, Don't man. sleep on Seton Hall, though. Seton Hall's got a
0: little bit of a team coming. UConn is who I'm not sleeping on in the Big East. UConn's, sure. going, U- UConn's going to upset some people in March. I, I, can, sure. I can guarantee that. But that's all the time we have for this episode of Straight Facts. Man, it was a great one. We'll be putting out all of our votes um, for Fool's Gold. Don't forget about me and Biggest Surprise out on our social media channels. Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. It's up and running. Our guy Kyle Siric is captaining that ship. So much more content is coming out to you. All the ways from Straight Facts, we're excited about it. But for my guys, Stat Matt Robinson and Kyle Sirik, I'm James Jackson. These have been the facts. Straight
1: up.